Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Oh my God, Emily. Are you okay? I am now. Are you sure? I mean, I'm sure when I think about it back, I won't be. <laughs> and probably when this I start talking about blur. it right now. You'll forget everything that you've said in the last several hours because it's all just an emotional high. Well, the good thing is we're recording this right now. That's so true. I'll have my memory of this <laughs> literally forever. That's exciting. It's a digital log of the time that I sat next to Backstreet Boy Brian Luttrell at the Broadway show that his son is starring in. Yep. This day will live on in all of history. All right. Let me set up the scene for everybody. Emily's stuck on the train. Yep. So uh, it's like a mess outside the theater. (laughs) There's because there's only one way into the Nederlander. And there's a big long line to get in and there's a big long line for the box office. So I have to get in that line to leave your ticket for you. For some reason, they asked us to open our coats. And our bags. I don't know why we had to open our coats. I mean, interesting. But as I was walking into the theater, um, I made my tweet about being there. And what I chose to tweet was, so excited to see the child of a Backstreet Boy on Broadway in Disaster Musical. (laughs) Yeah. Then I get ushered to my seat by the lovely ushers at the Nederlander (laughs) Theater and I am seated directly next to Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys. And I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. I hope you cry every time you tell this story. I probably will for a good long time. <laughs> I like sat down and, you know, you're adjusting or whatever. And I just sort of looked over and he was like, hello. And I think I said hi. And then like, l- like registered what was happening and then looked away <laughs> and like immediately started texting everyone I know and tweeting about it. <laughs> and I was shaking so much. That's funny. And I, I texted you before, like, I turned my phone off, which I, like, because I was, like, so crazy, I didn't get to turn it off before the show fully started. So I'm a crazy human. And even though it was, like, on silent slash vibrate, I, like, covered it with my playbill and turned it (laughs) off so I wouldn't, like, disturb Brian Luttrell while he was watching his son on Friday. don't want to do that. Oh, my God. And then at one point when Adam Pascal was singing I Can't Live, he was singing along a little bit, which normally I would hate, and I still wish he wouldn't do it, but I also I'm kind of like, I'm getting a free Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> That's funny. I did notice in the second act there was a couple songs that yeah. he was like drumming along to on his, yes. on his mm-hmm. knees. He was like doing the full drum like, fill. Really into it. Really into it. <laughs> and then uh, at intermission, you got up and went to the bathroom and I was just sitting there shuffling all my stuff and checking all the faves that my tweet got about him sitting <laughs> next to me and looking at the text that everyone was like, Congratulations! <laughs> And um, and I was singing Knock on Wood because that's what closes the act in like just because I sing out loud. All the time. All the time. 
And then he started singing too. And then he said, sorry, I had to finish your song. And I just like, I don't know if I said anything. <laughs> I think it was like, oh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and then he got up and went to the bathroom or no, he went to get a drink right. because he came back and then his wife got up and went to the bathroom and then they both came back and he had, they had drinks and I like looked over and then I told you that they had show cups. Right. It wasn't like a Nederlander organization cup. And we were like, pro tip everyone out there. If you mm. go see a show and you don't buy a drink, look in, especially in the orchestra for cups that people have just left yep. behind. We both got a free disaster it's cup true. And I, we were talking about how we should steal them, meaning that look in the orchestra. And he heard and was like, you can't steal them. And I was like, oh, no, no. We just, if you're, you know, I don't have a million dollars to buy a drink at a Broadway show every time. So you look around in the orchestra to see if there are any left over. And like, then the lights started going down. And so it got quiet. And so we like leaned over and whispered in my ear about how we would find a lot of cups <laughs> in the orchestra. And I was like, I'm in my life. I also like love that you emphasize that you were like, we're not rich. We have to I didn't steal these to cups say off that the board. No, no, no. He's well, rich. Sure, sure, sure. No, you didn't say that. But it's funny also because we had such fucking amazing seats. That's true. We were sitting in like the, the woman, fifth row dead center. I know. That is really funny. The woman <laughs> next to us, who, who was next to you, mm-hmm. asked me how much the tickets cost because oh, I don't know where they funny. got theirs. But I was like, I, I have a press ticket. Like I didn't say comp because right, even right. though they were like their yeah. press tickets. Um, I wanted to be important. Um, so I was like, I have no idea. That's funny. But his tickets were probably like $250 or something. They, they can't get free tickets. If uh, your kid's in a show, you can't come see the show. Maybe he got house seats and then a discount or something. I guess it would You don't depend. even get to come and see your kid for free I'm once. sure. I guess it depends. Yeah, but I don't know how many times he saw it. And he had a couple of people with him, too. Uh, so I don't know if... Um, uh, besides his wife. Right. Oh. Oh, my God, you guys, though. It happened. It's like a little belated birthday present so for you. Small. <laughs> <laughs> they always are. They really are. Yeah. Performers, actors, they're also short. Mm-hmm. All the time. He looks so good. I love Brian Luttrell. He's the best Backstreet Boy. Is he? He really is. I don't... I wouldn't... I, I, mean, I couldn't name any of I'm the other obviously... Ones. You know, I like... I like most... back. I'm... I like slash love most boy bands. Obviously, NSYNC is my number one fave. Mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys... Probably your number two, especially given their output. They had a lot of great songs. But maybe it's because I didn't watch as much stuff with them on TV. They were all sort of a little boring. Mm. But he was the most interesting. (laughs) Who wasn't like on drugs. Sorry, Nick Carter. Right. Nick Carter. Yeah, he was a Backstreet Boy. Those are probably the only two. AJ. Okay. He's a Backstreet Boy. Kevin and Howie. Nobody likes Howie. Howie. Poor Howie. Anyway, you guys, I just... uh, Thanks for listening to me. (laughs) And we have a full review of Disaster coming out, Mm. a video review. It doesn't open until Tuesday, so you'll get it sometime this week. 
Um, but I just really needed to talk about it. It really is like a birthday it was present a for big you. Deal. Well, sure. I know it was. I should have pretended it was my birthday. You should have. You should have. You should have told him that we shit. We should have been like, this is we're here for her birthday because this is her birthday present. <laughs> Seeing this There's show. There's so many things I could have done. I didn't. <laughs> I know. I didn't say anything to him though. I mean, which is good. Well, we what were, if let's role play so you I can almost, get it out? I almost said. Before he like asked me to get up so he could leave the row, I thought he was just like turning because he seemed like pretty friendly. And was just gonna say something, mm. and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna not, I'm not just gonna let you go on your way. I'm not gonna stall you. Right. Where if you have to go to the bathroom or something, and be like, I'm a Backstreet Boys fan. <laughs> but I was gonna say like, "Oh, I'm just you know, just like I'm a big fan and congrats on your son. You know, just something mm-hmm. small or whatever." But I ended up not because he had places to be, and then. On our way out, they were, you know, because of also how that theater is, you go into the stage door, like, through the theater. So they were just hanging out. Right. So we would have had to, like, stand there and be weird. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we just left, but I did sort of accidentally, not accidentally, like, look back. You know what's and then we smiled at each other funny he was like I know I'm a backstreet boy <laughs> what's also funny is that I don't want to like I don't want to like freak you out right yeah. now but like he he's this isn't like the one time you are gonna bump into him at disaster yeah well if I see it again I'm sure they're like living here for the time being yeah, you probably will have multiple opportunities <gasps> to see him we'll become be in the same room with buds. him you know yeah that's the whole reason I started this podcast we'll give was a, yeah. I guys mean, and boy long term goals long term goals I mean I've had lunch yeah. with Carolee Carmelo we should, we should yes. get you lunch with a Backstreet Boy okay oh my god let's write a video for his kid okay <laughs> <laughs> well guys if I re- highly recommend sitting next to a celebrity you enjoy <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I agree with that or not because I know. it depends on what I, show right. you're seeing. You're, that's definitely true. And you did an amazing job of tuning out, like being able to focus yes. on the show. I have and to I say. wasn't sure if I would be able to, but because the show was so good um, and I enjoyed it so much. Mm. There were times like when he was doing the drumming, right. but that would have been true of anyone oh, sitting next to me. Definitely, definitely. Um, and it wasn't distracting. It was just, you know, there. Um, more distracting was the woman in front of us who kept staring at us when we laughed too loud. Bitch, oh, go fuck right. yourself. I was I like, laugh. these kids in the show, so. As much as I want, <laughs> as loud as I want, you cannot control my laugh. Yeah. I'm enjoying Also, it's a fucking it's comedy. It's a fucking comedy. How can you fucking turn around and scowl at someone for laughing? Laugh. Well, that's that's my Brian Latrell encounter. I cannot even believe. I mean, I can because his son was in the show, so it's obviously not surprising that he was there, mm-hmm. but that I was sitting next to him. Yeah, I mean, the universe just gives Smiled you good things. upon me. <laughs> I want it that way. <laughs> All right. Moving on to, uh, if I can, I'll pull myself together. <laughs> I saw The Woodsman this week. Yeah. It was so good. It was so great, right? Yes. Really good. Really yes. amazing. I'm trying to decide if I want to take my nephew because, it, not that he's necessarily sheltered per se, but but he doesn't watch a lot of things with like scary stuff mm. in it. So the, like the witch scary. puppet might be a little scary, especially right. when it's flying. Yeah. We'll see. I think it'll be around for a while. He's six. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like debatable. Exactly. That's why I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure. We'll see. But it was so great. Show him a scary movie. See how he reacts. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, I really, really, really it liked so it. So cool. It's yeah. just so like, you know. It's one of those things when you see a show like that or like Peter and the Starcatcher mm-hmm. and stuff and it makes you appreciate, I don't know, it sounds so negative coming out, but it like makes me so resentful of like, you know, digital stuff. Right. Because it's like... I know what you mean. Look what we can make. you. Look what we can fucking create with just our minds and our imaginations yeah. and theater. Like yeah. it is gorgeous. No, I know what you mean. Uh, I also, there was a talk back afterwards that cool. I stayed for. It was moderated by Cheryl Henson, Jim Henson's daughter. Cool. And they, so James Ortiz, who's the, you know, creator, puppeteer, ah. he plays the Tin Man oh. or the Woodsman <laughs> who becomes the Tin Man. Sure. He made all the puppets, but when the Henson Foundation sort of, you can apply or they hear about what you're doing and they just like support puppet work. That's cool. Yeah. That's like their, that's their job that's to great. support puppets. <laughs> sure. Uh, so she was moderating and what really I thought was cool was the hearing about the journey of the show. Cause this is its third New York incarnation. You saw it at 59 mm-hmm. Um, and the, the group of actors that are doing it, I think all of them, if not, if not, most of them have been working on it from the beginning oh, and they cool. all it devised it together. It was very, it sounded like a combination between like what honest accomplice does mm. and like improv. Cool. Especially when they were trying to figure out like, just make sounds like you would have those organic improv scenes where someone would come out and just start doing something physical mm-hmm. and that would create some, the scene yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. no sound That's or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so great. I wish, wish my nephew was old enough to go. I know that's why. And then I'm sitting here thinking, like, am I just? Do I just want to see it again? Which I can do anyway. Right. But like, well, it's also like you know, it's right on the you've cusp. known that human now for six mm-hmm. years, and you want to start taking them to some. Well, theater. and I think he would think it was cool, but I also think it could, you know, be a little too much, and I can't, yeah. I can't decide. So he's in, so yeah. that he has a love of theater. Yeah, exactly. Not like <laughs> freak him out. And actually, my I learned that my oldest niece went to see a Chicago production of Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, she loved it. <laughs> my favorite show. I hate Bye Bye Birdie, but I'm glad that she enjoyed the show. And it, I could see. <laughs> You know, the first professional production I saw was Donnie Osmond and Joseph, and I love Joseph. So maybe she'll love Bye Bye Birdie for the rest of her life, just for that reason, I mean, which is good. You know, we yeah. all got our things. Yeah. I fucking love Chicago. There you go. Chicago's a good show. Well, right. <laughs> right. Joseph is a good show. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know Joseph, so <laughs> right, uh, right. I can't make a, a decision on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, The Woodsman is at New World Stages. It's an open-ended run. You should oh, go that's see cool. it. It's, it's open-ended. It's good for them. Really good. We, we're just sort of dancing around it. But what it is is the story of how the Woodsman, or how the Tin Man became the Tin Man right. in The Wizard of Oz. Right. One of the other things that he said, which I found interesting, is that The Wizard of Oz is the only like American folk ta- or fairy tale. Because all of our other fairy tales come from 
Germany or Dane, uh, Denmark, like through Hans Christian Andersen or the Grimm's right, right, brothers. Right. They were all already written by the time yeah. America and came around. When he said that, it made me realize, it, like it made me think, because earlier when I was watching it, I was like, I wonder why this story gets retold so many times in so many different mm. ways. And then he said that and I was like, oh, because it's a fairy fun. tale, just like all the other fairy tales. Right. Um, but it's a modern, yeah, a more modern, a, a more modern fairy tale. Yeah, huh. it's like that's why we're so interested in it. it. Yeah, hmm. but it uses almost no words. There's a prologue, and then it's just like sound and sound effects and puppets. Yeah, it was really great. It's super cool. It was very cool. Yeah, I kind of want to see it again. Opening today is Eclipsed, which we saw last night. Oh man, that was really great too. It was fantastic. It was really, really an amazing night in the theater. Yeah. Really. Some great performances, amazing story, amazing, great set. Yeah. Really cool set design, costumes Mm -hmm. all around. Fantastic production. Yes. Oscar winner. No Mm -hmm. big deal. (laughs) No big deal. We're so close. Yeah, we were. We were so close. We were in like the third row, which I have to say, we were all the way over to the side and definitely in the scenes where they're in the room, there mm-hmm. were things that I couldn't see because it was out of right. my view. But being that close for some of the moments where they were right on the edge of the stage, I was so grateful that we were yeah. so close because I really felt getting to be that close and seeing them was just amazing. Yeah. And as as it has been much talked about, it's the first Broadway production that has an all-female, all-African and African-American creative team. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Ama- creative team and cast. Yes, cast. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. <sighs> it's so frustrating I know, because it's I know. so good. I know. It's so fucking good. It makes me so angry that you're like, that's the first. Why yeah. isn't there a thousand productions all the time just like this? Because hello, yeah, women, and women of color, like they can write amazing, beautiful things and create amazing art. It's not just fucking right. straight white, gay white men. Yeah, like, get the. I'm not. I'm so exhausted by this issue. I can't even like raise my tone to. Uh, a level higher than what's happening right now. Like I'm so exhausted by it. Yeah. Well, the show is so why, fucking good. Right. And that's why though, when you talk about this show until we don't need to bring that up, it's important to bring it up because mm-hmm. then people go, Oh, oh really? Oh. Oh, oh, and then hopefully you go, Oh, you know, yeah. That second. Oh, is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You need to mm-hmm. not only be surprised by it, but then be like, Oh, why is that? Let's change it. Yeah. Let me seek out as much art from people that are not straight, white, cis men or gay, white, cis men mm-hmm. and seek it out. Oh, Produce gosh. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the performances were all so fantastic. The characters Ugh, were all like, so well written. So and like just... Yeah, if you don't know what the show is about, which I I really just knew it was about women in Liberia, but mm. I know a little bit, a very little, I think, enough to maybe answer a couple of Jeopardy questions. <laughs> but like that's probably as far as my knowledge would have gone before this about about the Liberia? Liberian civil war, oh, civil wars. Yeah. I 
like I knew about the the women's peace march literally because of that song that Titus Burgess sang. Which one? One by one. The um when? Uh we, we went to that about? we went to that benefit. That Memphis benefit. It wasn't Memphis, but um but Carolyn, with, yes, Carolyn was there. Carolyn produced it. It was at one the heart, triad like that's that. now seventy stage seventy two. We're so close. You filmed it for her. Oh, yeah. Vaguely. And Titus Burgess Um, sang a song that was written about that peace march. I don't even remember that. And, you know, he, like, told what it was about before he sang the song. Oh, my God. I have no memory of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, watching the show, I was like, wow, Emily. You know nothing about yeah. what's happening. Well, you did know about that at one point. Apparently. <laughs> and then you forgot <laughs> about it. forgot it. Um, so it's, you know, the story of how these women are dealing with this war in Liberia. It's... What they're forced to deal with and then mm. how they're dealing with that and then the very small choices that they make that sort of wind them up in the same place. Well, I thought the whole play was a really, really beautiful take on morality. Oh, yeah. Like that, I was thinking about somebody, somebody retweeted that quote into my feed a few days ago about like TV is about characters, movies about like stories, I think, and theater is about ideas. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm not sure who that quote is from, but yeah, it, that's like, I had that quote swirling in my head while I was watching this. I just really, you know, the moral issues here are just, it sort of makes you look at it and be like, what is morality and does it exist? Yeah. And is morality only contextual? Well, yeah, it's so complex. It's like, now that you're saying that, and I did get that. I definitely got that, especially with Wife 2. It's like when we saw Atomic Mm -hmm. and you're like, clearly it's wrong, but there's a war. And when people are telling you this will end all war and you maybe, you know, it's not true, you know, like it's hard to be on the outside thinking mm-hmm. about what decision you would make. And it must've been even harder to actually figure out what decision. To yeah, make. yeah. 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 You know, do, do and these you, women have even yeah, less choices yeah. than the characters in that. Well, show obviously, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely mm, important theater. Yeah. It was really, uh, all those performances were just fantastic. I really loved, well, I love them all, but mm. it was so, I love seeing actors I associate with musical theater and straight mm. plays. Seikon Senglo was so good. Yeah. And we've seen her, like we saw her, she was so good in Holler If You Hear Me. So we've oh, seen yeah. her in something with more depth to it, but there just, there isn't that. It's not a crutch necessarily, but you know, she can sing. Right. So right. you know that whatever she does, she's going to crush that. Yeah. And that's not there. 
And it's yeah, just... Well, absolutely, because there's plenty of musical theater actors who you take them out of musical theater and they fall completely flat yeah. because they're not good actors. Right. They're musicians yeah. and they're not... They're they performers. Right, not they're necessarily performers. actors. For performers and musicians, not actors. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, as a performer. But yeah, I mean, all of... I mean, obviously, Seikon is a fully bodied actor yeah. as well as amazingly talented mm-hmm. musician. And we got a little bit of that. She did a little and humming. Just a little humming. Just a little humming. Teeny, teeny, little vocalizing. Bit. Just to, you know, yeah. get those vocal cords warm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she they was... Each, mm. And each character had such a distinct and difficult journey dealing with their circumstances and like you said the morality of their situation mm-hmm. and the reality of their situation yeah yeah i just i mean there's so much to unpack yeah i could see it again oh, i would love to see it again it was really good it is, of course, a limited run because it has a Tony, I mean, well, maybe <laughs> an Oscar winner in it It's through June 19th. That's still a long time from now, but yeah. I think the thing that was really, really wonderful about this show and just the writing style that was so great is that like, you know, you know, I'm going to see a play tonight, especially Especially in my case, because I forgot <laughs> that we were seeing a show and mm-hmm. I was almost missed it. Um, but it was one of those things where I was like, I thought I was going to go home and hang out in, mm-hmm. in my evening. And then I was like, oh, no, now, right now I'm going to go see this play. And all I know about it is that it's about women surviving during a civil war. And I was like, oh, that sounds right. really heavy. Right. That sounds really heavy. And like, it's going to be a really important emotional night in the theater. But... That sounds like a lot of... Uh, yeah, and you're not um, prepared I'm not, I'm for I'm not really it. prepared mentally yeah. to see something of that weight. And I thought that the writing style... <laughs> Which is style, a nice privilege. <laughs> well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I just felt the writing style had such an amazing mix oh, yeah. of comedy mm-hmm. in it that it... Well, I don't know. I, I these... felt weird, actually, though, because like there were some moments that the audience laughed at that I didn't think mm. were appropriate laugh moments. Yeah. Um, and they might have been uncomfortable ma- laugh yeah. moments. It's never, you're never quite sure. Right. I agree with you that, yeah. that there were some of those moments, but cause there was so, there was so much laughter. I mean, there yeah. was so much comedy mm-hmm. happening cause the characters were so funny and the, it was very funny. Mm-hmm. And so then I think there were some points where people were like, yeah, like laughing, like it was a comedy mm-hmm. and you're like, it's not actually a comedy. Right. Like, you shouldn't be laughing at everything that wasn't actually supposed to be funny. Right. But I did appreciate it because I don't know. It was great. I I feel like I keep on thinking of, uh, I was reading this little thing about how hashtag first world problems or Mm -hmm. any jokes like that is actually really racist because it's a, like it's really othering of anyone that's not living in a quote unquote first world Mm -hmm. country. And it's assuming that people who have struggles like when am I going to eat a assuming that that doesn't happen in first world countries which it does does. (laughs) but like yeah it's and that people in third world countries you know don't care about entertainment or any Mm -hmm. you know that their lives are so focused on the day-to-day basic needs that they have no other 
you know, context for anything. Yeah. Which is also not true. Um, yeah, this made me think of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, because there are horrible, horrible, awful things right. happening around them. And yet they are talking about their wigs and right. their weaves right. and... And like reading a book for entertainment, mm-hmm. which is like soap opera-y because of the, I don't want to spoil the hilarious contents of it. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it, it just showed such a, like a lot of people who go through things, not not specifically even this, don't want to be defined by mm-hmm. that, what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And I think that this showed such a whole picture of these women mm-hmm. of each of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like just as someone who like is interested in words and linguistics, really enjoyed like learning the speech patterns. Yes. I was wondering was about that too. I was curious if the women like, are they speaking English also in the show? Or are we only hearing them in English? I was thinking that too, and I'm not sure. I think I think, I think English. Are, yeah, I was thinking that yeah. too, especially because of the speech pattern. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I wonder what in whatever their first language was, if it wasn't mm-hmm. English, what is the grammar stuff in that language that makes them say things like small, small. Right. That I was... Right. I'm not as much of a word nerd as you, but that well, was and one I don't thing know that, that I was yeah. like, oh, I'm really curious And why I don't know the that, answers either, yeah. but yeah, right. so it's, it was knows. very pronounced, yeah, you yeah. know, because you spent two and a half hours listening to how these women talk. Mm-hmm. And their speech patterns. And it was so distinct and mm-hmm. so different, mm-hmm. but obviously very similar. Yeah, it was cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah, everyone should go. So this should be required viewing. It really should be. It really should be. And I would say also, I mean, I don't know what the ticket situation is, but I would say don't be scared away just because you're like, oh, there's an Oscar winner in it. I right. Do, I don't... You know, I know that like like the run at the public sold out. So right. like when it was transferring, I was like, oh man, I hope we get to see that. I didn't think we would get press tickets. I did not think we were going to get in to see it. I was a little bit worried and I was sort of like resigning myself well, to be yeah. like, we're not going to get to see that one because when you put celebrities in things, lots yeah. of the times we can't see I think them. there's discount codes out there too. So keep your eye yeah, out for yeah. that. I feel like I've gotten emails. It has a, a rush too. It has a rush. I looked up. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Take advantage. Go see this. Go see it. It's important theater. It really is. We have an update on the vagina monologue situation in Florida. We won. We did it. They're going to have the show go on. Yes. Because of all of you. We changed the world. And because of this podcast. Florida. You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) We did it. We did it. That's exciting. Good Mm -hmm. for them. That's awesome. Shut up, crazy person that wrote that letter. Yeah. Get cool with your vagina or your penis. It was a man, yeah. Of course it was a man. Well, some women are really, well, you know. That's also, true. You're right. You're right. You know, you're right. Vehicles I say, of, of oppression course. in the patriarchy. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> For some reason, I was just imagining like a really old, cranky stereotype of a school teacher, you know? Yeah. Who, who was like a little old lady. I was basically imagining the church lady. Mm. Well, good job, everybody. Yes, we can. So we got 1776 casting. I have notes. It's. I have notes. I have. I have. Here's. Notes. Here's. I feel 
like an asshole because you first see that casting and I, you know, just had my talent blinders on and was just like, oh, I love Santino Fontana and I love these people. John Larroquette, no thanks. But like (laughs) almost, and then when you take a second pass at it, I'm like, oh, guys. It's just, they, they, Cock teased us. They listen, and they, here's they, what was even people worse. People of color casting teased us. When I was going, like, I was having a whole back and forth on Twitter about this with a bunch of different people from mm-hmm. like Max Boo and Todd from Hot Pepper Theater and all of this. And then I found the original article, and in reading that back, you're like, "How can you have promised this to us? Yeah, and not given it to us?" He said, um, "This is Jack Viertel." Maybe. Veritol? Yeah. Thanks in the part to Hamilton, making the event on stage as diverse as the America we live in. Go fuck yourself. Like. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. You can't, you can't say that and then cast the three main leads, white men, and one of the two females, white. Like, can I... Am I so excited to hear Christiane Knoll oh, sing? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sure. Of course. That's not the issue. Christiane Knoll, we love her. But what if I, would but I go have... go fuck yourself and get some people of color in there. Loved, you know, I mean, Audra's busy. <laughs> but, like, Alison Blackwell, who we just oh, saw. Alison Blackwell fantastic. play Martha Washington. Mm. No, I always say Martha Washington. <laughs> Abigail Adams. Ay, ay, ay. Martha Jefferson is Nikki Renee Daniels. Great. Fantastic. Excited about sure, that too. But, you know, Andre DeShields is in it. And you um, I mean, this is like the exact same fucking thing with the with the public and some Southern Comfort where right. they were like, hey guys, look at this. We're actually we're putting out our casting note and we're actually want trans people like, come and if, audition for us. And then you still fucking put them in the ensemble. If you are gonna say this shit, you need to back it up. I honestly like Want like to, want to take a stand? Unfortunate. Well, I'm seeing it. I mean, I don't I'm know sure. what your That's stand is. I'm not, like, not yeah. going to be able to. It's not like I'm going to get any yeah. do anything well, for the right, world right. if I well, try I and boycott it. Well, I think we just let them know. Yeah, I'm going to write them an angry letter. Um, because if they hadn't said anything and put this cast out, mm-hmm. we probably all would be like, Hey, that's pretty good. You oh, guys. hell yeah. If they hadn't said anything and that cast came out, I'd be like, Whoa, cool. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you fucking tell us you're going to stack the deck with people of color and then the three mains are still whites. Yeah. So you can suck my dick and go fuck yourself. Also, John Larroquette. Things. Why isn't that Chuck Cooper or fucking John Larroquette? You know, um, Ben Vereen. Oh my God. Why isn't Ben Vereen Ben Franklin? <sighs> I mean, ugh. it's really insulting. It's just so, like, again, it's insulting can't... to everyone's intelligence. It's insulting to every single fucking person of color who looked at that and was like, oh my God. Yes. A job, maybe? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, no, I've always no. wanted to be in 1776 and I never thought I could be. No, sorry. Still casting white people. White people. Anyway, seventeen seven. I mean, encores do better. Fucking you do promised better. us so best, better. and you gave us okay. And you have to do better. It's yeah. bad enough sometimes when you do these terrible, awful shows. <laughs> <laughs> More nonsense. Oh my! Although God. not race nonsense. <laughs> 
there was a dog at the King and I. Another fucking dog. <laughs> Listen, what I need to know is, is this the same dog? Maybe only making two the rounds. dogs. There has to be one main dog that's making most of these appearances. I think so. But I think that dog already went to the King and I, mm. the one that went to School of Rock. Mm. But th- this one wasn't as well behaved. No. It barked in the middle of the ballet. The ballet. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's a fucking dog. Of course it barked. <laughs> like how has not, how has one of those dogs not barked yet? Or like we've joked about, like it only barks during the applause breaks. Like when you hold in a cough, <laughs> like, Oh, I can't cough during this ballad. Right. I mean, if anyone just, even if you have the vaguest, vaguest, like little little seed of a trail for us to get us in contact with this dog or or dog anyone owner. that knows anything even closely relating these dog situations if you can get us in contact with someone that can explain this to us or we can talk to them i would just i just want to know mean, i just want answers i said this earlier in this podcast that at the nederlander they made me open my coat yeah so you don't bring any food in was it so i wasn't hiding a dog in my coat maybe maybe like, that's a new protocol now gotta uh, check for dogs they check bags at some of these shows and they but if they see a dog in there they're like cool but if you have a water bottle they're like you gotta chuck it i don't that's fucked Dogs don't belong in Broadway theaters. I mean, dogs do not unless belong. they're service well, this dogs. This is the thing that scares me is that it makes it it makes me believe also because one of the shows mm-hmm. like retweeted and was like, "Yay, thanks for yeah. coming to see the show." That was School of Rock. School of Rock. So then it makes me be like, "Is are the shows in cahoots with this dog? Are they inviting the dog to the show?" If I see a dog at a Broadway show, I'm going to complain to an usher. Or oh, I mean, if I see a dog at a Broadway show, I'm going to ask I'm gonna to be pet like, it. Ex- well. I, but, I mean, it depends too. on what kind of dog it is. I mean, it's probably like a teaspoon terrier. Even if it's cute and I want to pet it and I want to take it home and love it forever, it shouldn't be at a Broadway it show. It should never be at a it Broadway might show. might bark during the ballet. Yeah. No dogs in Broadway shows. No dogs in Broadway shows. More more news that robots are taking over. Well. Wicked switching to a digital lottery. End of an era. I really don't like these digital lotteries. Why? I understand the logistics of them and why they're easier, mm. but they just make the odds of winning so much harder. True. And like you have to put forth the effort. That's part of like winning. Like winning yeah. that you went you and tried. Yeah. yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah, I wanna know if I feel like uh, you know, the wicked lottery is a is a very serious I don't know if I want to say like a right of passage. Like an institution? Yeah, an institution. I tried it so many times. An institution. Yeah. Um, and doing the... Have I you ever won the Wicked memories. Lottery? Um, I have never won the Wicked Lottery personally, but I've had someone win for me. Mm-hmm. And I like remember, I have fond memories of winning. It's so fun when you're mm-hmm. there and That's they call exciting. your name and everybody cheers for you. you. Or like when somebody... Uh, the Rock of Ages lady who did that lottery was the best because she would always just get so excited if somebody's name was called and she, they didn't need him. She'd be like, they don't need him! 
awesome. <laughs> like, you know. Remember the is, ragtime lottery? Yeah. That was the best one. See how fun the Their time. Are. Our time. Ragtime. Every, every lottery. Like See that was such an amazing fun, fun experience. And now yeah. you're just going to be like, oh, I got the email saying yeah. I didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to look at those dumb, ugly digital marquees. <sighs> Apparently, there's going to be like holograms in nerds. Right. Is that what it was? Yeah. I just like an app and holograms or something. I have very mixed feelings about this nerd situation. Well, we'll find out. Ah, I don't I don't like the digital lottery. I also wonder if they're going to get rid of like when you go pick up your tickets, do you get a pin that says I won the Wicked Lottery? Because I treasure my pin that says I won the Wicked Lottery. I have a spelling bee one. It's a very special pin. Like... That's an important also, pin. and having someone win for me, I've won for other people, yeah. which is so fun. And like, it's harder to do that if you're entering because then you have to get you're not person. physically there. Yeah. You have to go and get the tickets and then meet that person. Yeah, think about the only way the we tickets. got to see Godspell to yeah. review Godspell was because we had a few people show yeah, up for us. We did at the a Schmazatz call, and I think Zach won for us. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, and at least one or two other people yeah, showed up for some us. some other people great. entered for us. We were able to sit on I those cushions the most and have uncomfortable one of our worst theater experiences my ever. <laughs> my legs were so asleep. Yeah, I was really, I was, I was extremely so much physically uncomfortable the entire <laughs> entire show. Unfortunate. Well, they warned us. I wasn't, yeah. I mean, take what I you mean, can get. They they were very clear because people obviously had been like upset about it. Well, yeah, and I mean, so I well, wasn't going to complain, but I definitely understand because obviously only people of able body. Can yeah, sit I bet in those. though if if that were the case, they wouldn't like not let you do it. And they'd give I you wonder. A seat. I wonder how they held that. I mean, because that's got to be like illegal, but not really illegal. Yeah, like a loophole, you know, where they can get yeah. away with it, but it's actually discrimination. Like it. So this whole digital lottery, as far as I. No, started with the digital line for Shakespeare in the Park, but there's still yeah. the physical line. They have some set aside for the physical line and some set aside for the digital line. Right. And then they started with Today Ticks digital lotteries. Right. Yep. It's all going that way. I don't like it. It's all going that way. I don't like it. Kiss your real marquees goodbye. <sighs> when, when the last real marquee on mm-hmm. the last Broadway house that has mm-hmm. real marquee is being transferred switched we should like go there and like mm-hmm. hold a memorial or something yes, like that we should. The, all the real marquees in memoriam and marquees. In memoriam's marquees oh that's gonna be a sad fucking bums day out. bums me I'm out i'm gonna really man. fucking hate all the digital marquees i oh, fucking hate God, them They're so but, like are they also gonna get rid of the awesome like i don't even know what those are called the things on the like same james and the uh, yeah. yeah, the Hirschfeld. Yeah, I don't know. What are those called? I don't know. Billboards on top of I buildings, guess. kind of? Yeah. Sideshow, the musical! Yeah, exactly. Matilda, the musical. Mm. The Schubert. The St. Like, James, and the Hirschfeld have them. Do any of the other ones have them? Not that I can think of off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, me neither. They should all have those. On giant N from Finian's Rainbow. <sighs> if I got an S from Sideshow, I <laughs> think my life would be complete. So you want an E from Sideshow for Emily? That would be cool. Yeah. I just want all of them. Well, right. Can I just have the whole thing? Sideshow the musical. Well, let's have the whole thing. Jordan Rob. Email Jordan Rob. <laughs> exactly. Can I have all of those? Yeah. I think you can. More casting news. We have Pump Boys and Dinette's casting. 
at the Paperwell Playhouse at the Paper in Bowl. beautiful Millburn, New Jersey. That's the one. It's uh, in April, April to May, and Alicia Umfris is going to be in it. Pretty exciting. And Julie Foldesai. Is that how we say her last name? I was saying it Foldesi. I feel like I've heard people say Foldesai. Really? I don't know. I was guessing. She was in Newsies. <laughs> Foldesi is how I would yeah. have said it. Uh, anyway, she's going to be in it, and I don't know who any of the guys are. I think they're all white. <laughs> Maybe, probably all white, but I guess I can't confirm. That's it. I I don't know. You saw it at Encores. I didn't see it. Um, I know it's a little bit of a nonsense yeah, show. Yeah, so I mean, we'll after see. seeing it at Encores, I'm sort of like, I have no desire to see that show again, mm-hmm. ever. Just because it was... It was like a weird concert yeah. with like a loose story, sort of, but didn't make sense. And it was weird and nonsense. But I heard Katie Thompson sing some songs, which was great. Mm. Um, and now you'll probably hear Ali Shumpris yeah, sing them. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm still interested to see this work that was devised by Deborah Monk and Cass Morgan. True. I hear you and on that. did Katie Thompson play the drums or did any of them play instruments? Because Deborah Monk played yeah. the drums. They were all playing instruments. I don't remember Katie Thompson like sitting down at a drum set, but there was a, you know, there's lots of uh, kitchen stuff. Oh, <laughs> sure. Noises. Yeah. Ah, I see. I see. That's fun. Her and I think who was it, Mammy Paris? Yeah, were yeah. It's a lot of them being like, "We're on percussion," if I remember mm, correctly. That makes sense. Well, I hope Alicia first plays the drums. Same, same. <laughs> I mean, that, that was one of great. the great joys of my life. Was in if it only even runs a minute, oh, seeing Deborah, Deborah Monk play the drums. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know that yeah. my life will never be as full know, as yours I'm so sorry, because you, you experienced didn't see that. that. I know. Because seeing Deborah Monk play the drums is obviously a transcendent life experience. Yeah, Deborah Monk, I haven't had. Also so. at <gasps> Disaster yeah, this afternoon. Yes, she was. <laughs> Without her friend, her, her theater, theater buddy, buddy. <laughs> Andrew Martin, because she was doing a show. Oh, I wonder who Deborah Monk's backup theater buddy is. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see who she was with. Me either. It's us. Because we always see shows with her. <laughs> she just doesn't know it. I wish we had a tally of how many shows, actually, legit, how many performances. Uh, at are. least four. Yeah, at least. Because definitely A Night with Janis Joplin. Yeah. Um, wasn't she at Finding Neverland? I don't remember. I, I think don't we've. Know, but I think we've been at the same performance as Deborah Monk four or five yeah, times. Yeah, definitely. Potentially more. Like mm-hmm. maybe even six. I just feel like we see her at the theater all the time. I know. It's kind of great. Someday we'll tell her. We'll be like, it's so funny because we've seen all these shows with you. Yeah. She'll be like, who are you? (laughs) Whack, come with us and sing a song. You just hit her over the head. (laughs) Is that what that whack was? Great. (laughs) Great. And I'll be like, center stage. (laughs) Oh, Deborah Monk. That's all the news. Slow week, man. Well, it's about to get crazy. Well, God, I know. We're seeing two shows this week, and I'm seeing another one, and we saw two this weekend, so, yeah. Lots of shows coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some time, so let's do a Dreamcast. Dreamcast. It's been a while since we've done one. Sorry, guys, but we've had so much to talk about. Yeah, we have. So we have a next to normal Dreamcast that Robert sent us. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Oh, next normal. Let's dig in. I love okay. next normal. Patty doesn't. Ah, uh, I mean, I would see this cast. 
For Diana. Okay. Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Oh my God. Can you imagine her voice on those songs? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, can I imagine her voice on those songs? Oh, okay. 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 I mean, I, <laughs> yes, I can. I just started crying. Yeah. I just yeah. want to hear that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh it would also God. be great oh God. to... Can you imagine her singing I Miss the Mountains? To, like, see her continue to stretch, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's such a fucking amazing mm-hmm. actor and performer and yeah. singer. <laughs> You're, like, crying right oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just got really excited Good about job, that Robert. idea. You oh, my God. I just got so overwhelmed and excited about thinking about her voice and the range of that mm-hmm. score and what she could do with it and the things that she could just unleash on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you fucking insane? Like, I just, I just need that. <sighs> For Dan, Adam Pascal. <gasps> Which... With Jennifer Hudson, I don't know, but in that role, yeah, he would be great in that role. Yeah, he would. I mean, he would be. That's a fantastic yeah. card for him. And yeah, yeah, their ages are interesting, but I definitely think. I don't know how old is Adam Pascal. He's what, like, late forties? Yeah, he's forty-five. So mid, right? So he's, ten, he's ten years old than her. That's actually fine. I'm yeah. fine with that. I don't know because also like I obviously I just she's have thirty-five, known him for but she's so gonna age, and you're gonna age her, her up five years, age him yeah. down five years, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. smack grab in the middle. And it, mostly for her, like because my perception of her is like really young and like that's what I mean. You know, like I guess like, now that I and I've that also known who her Adam as Pascal. yeah, I perceive her as younger even than thirty-five. I would say, yeah. um, well, she's thirty-four. Yeah, you know, but yeah. But, you know, if you actually, you put her in the costumes. Yeah. You don't, you know, yeah. I'm used to seeing Those her all like done up on the red carpet. Costumes. You know, mom costumes. Yeah. Good wig. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. His voice, her voice, their voices, voices. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> uh, for Gabe, Anthony Ramos. Sounds interesting. Mm, sure. Yeah. Um, I think you'll like this one. Natalie Kiki Palmer. Yes. Yes. Isn't that great? Yes. yes. Yeah. I love Kiki Palmer. Yeah. I love her. I want to hear follow her on Twitter. Supergirl and the Invisible Boy. Mm. I love that song. I don't really love that score. I love that song. I love that score. Do you follow Kiki on Twitter? Uh, I don't think so. She's fun on Twitter. Mm, good. You should follow her. Okay. Everyone should follow Kiki on Twitter. Awesome, She's great. Awesome. And she responds to like everything mm. like oh good everything cool it's great let's test she's that. hilarious <laughs> oh my god i mean she's like fucking great because she'll just people will be like i love you and she'll be like, like <laughs> love you too yeah like she, oh, that's she great. responds to all of her fans and will do fun things yeah and people are tweeting her about how great she is and she appreciates oh, it oh that's great it's always fun to see people having fun on twitter that's fun uh henry is mike faced he's a newsie i know him he, okay yeah i mean i he know you would one know of the, the the Delancey From brothers. The brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. He's fun. As who? Henry. Henry. I see that. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Also fun because the Delancey brothers was a, like both, he had a great role in that, but it would like be fun to see him. Yeah, definitely. I think he, I think he was an understudy for Jack and went on a few times, but I never saw Jack understudy. Oh. Yeah. Only Jeremy Jordan. And Corey Cop. Oh no, I saw Corey Cott as an understudy, uh, but, but then, then he took it over. Yeah, driver. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, okay, and this one I think you're really gonna like. Dr. Fine, Dr. Madden, Mandy Gonzalez. Stop. 
Stop. That is some really Stop. great non-traditional casting. That's fucking brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. And obviously the first thing I think of is that line where she's like, oh, thank you, doctor. But my husband is waiting in the car. Yeah. And then that makes that character a bisexual, which is cool. Yeah. Or at least fluidly sexual with an understanding that sexuality is more complex than just our body parts. Oh, my God. What an amazing cast. Yeah. So, so Robert, if you just want to find a producer. Yep. Yep. Uh, I will be there. Be willing to give we'll next to normal another shot. Oh my god! <laughs> now makes me angry that, that it doesn't exist. Women don't get cast oh. in the role as the doctor too. Well, I think also the way that that, as we were talking about with Hamilton, the way that that score is written, oh. I think it probably could be. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Um, you might have to tweak it, but it's not again because. He mostly has that character mostly has solo pieces, so it's not as big of a deal to have to change it. change the key. Uh, I think you just have to sort of put that in people's minds, and they might go, "Oh yeah, that's interesting." I want to see that. I also want to see Manny Gonzalez as Diana. Yeah, that would be great too. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with dream casting. I know all those people will be so good in those parts. Maybe maybe that's why I should be more open to the, to the like dream casting that confuses my brain, where people are dead in different eras or different ages mm. and like I have a hard time doing that multi-generation right, dream casting. Like, but then Bernadette Peters at 25, right. Natalie Pone at 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. and Rachel York at 29. What are they doing? I the Sanderson sisters? I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That would but, be actually good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I found, I found Patty Lapone at, what did I say? I forget. 50. 50. Patty Lapone at 50. Bernadette as, Peters at as Winnie. As, as no. No. Patty is Winnie. Yeah. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Bernadette, Bernadette Peter twenty five as, as the, the young one, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. yeah. And then I said Rachel York at twenty nine. Yeah. I just pulled that age. Yeah. But, she you know. could be she could be a uh, Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> well, either her or Bernadette Peters could be Sarah. They and they yeah, could either true. really play either. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but now that like you're saying that now I'm like, maybe I should be open to that because those literally cannot happen yes, where yeah. this could happen right, right. if somebody like put together a production and had right. the balls to cast it this way. Oh God, it'll never happen. Well done, Robert. You've Jennifer broken Hudson. Emily. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. She's going to cry herself to, to sleep tonight. Like this just, no, you are going to make me cry. No, 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 no. Carolee, 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 update! Guys, apparently Carolee Carmelo has a uh, entertainment credit that I was unaware of. Oh my God, what a <laughs> bad fan. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I didn't know this. Uh, I can't believe I didn't know this. Um, apparently Carolee Carmelo was on an episode of, no, first of all, apparently there was a game show called Scrabble. Well, I knew that. I didn't know that. It's just a game show of Scrabble. That's crazy. That is crazy. They're, listen, the 80s and 90s, you know what? That's not true. Like like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s <laughs> were really big on game shows. And then the like, latter like half of the millennium. Big. I think we've always been big well, on game shows. Well, daytime game shows versus... Primetime prime time game shows. Maybe it's just summertime when there's lots of game shows and like yeah. American Ninja Warrior and all that 
weird. I mean, that's a new breed of game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a prime time. Wait, so you just, it's just people just playing a game of Scrabble. Yeah. That's crazy. But apparently there was a TV show Mm -hmm. about Scrabble. Mm -hmm. And Carolee Carmelo competed on an episode? Yeah. I want to see it. Somebody tweeted at her and said that they were were watching it and then they wanted to know if it was actually her. And she said it was. And then... I need a copy of this. I need to watch this. I don't know because, like I was telling you, my cable company we don't get. I don't get Game Show Network. It's such bullshit. If you want Game Show Network, it's in the sports bundle. That's that's weird, but I understand why. Well, I understand why money. That's not sports. What category would you put it under? Like entertainment, but it's like games. Games or sports? It's not the same thing. Sports and games. It's not like it's not the same. It's competitive bullshit. It's not the same. same. It's not the same. You don't understand. (laughs) Anyway, but there's a new channel that they have, Buzzer, um, that is playing old game shows, and I don't know if they play Scrabble, but I'm going to look into it for you. Um, If the person that watched this has a copy of it and just wants to like mail me a DVD or a download, I think they probably just watched it on TV. If you want to like record it off your TV with a camcorder, (laughs) with a camcorder, (laughs) send it to me. I, I just really want to see Carolee circa 1990 oh, yeah. being a well, contestant I on the game show. I also want to know the entire backstory about how she got on that well, show. Well, listen, there's a lot of things like that pop up every now and then because these actors are like living in fucking Hollywood. Mm. And even though it's not an acting gig, they're like, hey, your agent's mm. like they're looking for people to be on. Like John right. Hamm was on that dating show. That clip was going around a few years Wait, ago. What? Yeah. John Hamm was on a dating yeah. show. That's weird. That's weird. That's like funny. in the 90s. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I wonder, listen, if I find it, I wonder if she won some sort of fortune. Yeah, maybe she won something. Maybe yeah. she won enough money to uh, maybe she won like a, some new sheet music or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a Chrysler LeBaron. <laughs> that, was, that was like a very 80s car to win. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we had we had classic concentration for our PC home computer. Um, and that was one of the prizes. You could want a Chrysler LeBaron. <laughs> That's great. Okay. What other early 90s credits does Carolee have that we don't know about? I don't know. We should ask her. Mm. Yeah. What are you holding out on us? Give me your complete resume. <laughs> Where's your from reel? birth? Like your whole to reel. Now. Every single thing that you. I know done. your mom has. Anytime you've ever tape. done any public speaking, yeah, public all those singing, news, newspaper clippings, newspaper clippings, yes. <laughs> everything. Now it's time for the Audrey McDonald tweet, tweet of the week. On March 6th at 2.27 p.m., Audrey McDonald tweeted, Why is it that I have no problem keeping it together when I sing for thousands of people? When I have to bag my groceries, I panic and lose it. I don't know, Audrey. That's just a mystery. No, me too, though. Well, when... I mean, listen, if we want to have a talk about awkward bagging grocery customer service situations, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's awkward because... Like in any transaction, it takes more time to put your money back in your wallet oh, than it yes. does for the person who's working on register. And as a person that works on register yeah. consistently in my life, I also feel awkward. So don't, f- as, a, as a customer, I tell uh, you, 
you shouldn't feel that awkward because I feel awkward also. And I'm literally just standing yeah, there waiting. It's also the person behind you, right. though. Because that's you're the, like, that's the I got to get out the of the real way. asshole. Yeah. I feel like the registered person maybe sometimes can be a little bit because they're just like, you know what? I'm making minimum wage yeah. just standing behind a register and everything is horrible. So everyone <laughs> could go fuck themselves. Um, but it's always that fucking person yeah. standing behind you in line. That, it's like when you're at the airport and you're putting all your stuff in the bins yes. to go through the scanner and people are making a big fuss like you're taking too long. And it's like, yeah, we all have to take all of our... I have to take my fucking laptop out of its case and put it in its own bin. Can you just back the fuck up? Do you think the people who are pressuring Audrey McDonald to bag her groceries know she's a six-time Tony winner? No, because it's probably just like some bitch on the Upper West Ugh. Side. She should pull some Do You Know Who I Am Yeah, shit. you know who I am. I'm Audrey McDonald. I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I don't have impressions. Well, I, she sort of has like a normal, normal voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. It's, listen, Maybe Audra, that person I was a you. fan and they were just looking over Maybe. your shoulder because they They're like, oh, would love you so much or That's something. That's <laughs> a different kind of weird. But, yep. Um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I also like always have my mom in the back of my head who has very strong opinions about how groceries should be oh, bagged. Oh, really? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Like, like whenever she would come home, there would be something that that bagger didn't do right. That's... They put this on top of the this and those shouldn't be together. Well, I can tell her as an experienced mm-hmm. grocery bagger. And by experienced, I mean, I did work at a grocery store for about a week before oh, I got fired for week. coloring my hair pink. Oh, I remember that story. Yeah. Um, Stupid reason. And I did watch one 15 to 20 minute mm-hmm. video about how to bag groceries yeah. properly. I mean, I know there's a better way and like a way to just where you throw shit in. Sure. But like, it's not the, it's not something to get all worked up about. Calm down, Patty Deppery's mom. <laughs> yeah. Calm yeah. down, Bridget. I tell her that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, is everything okay? Good. Did the That's soap so get funny. on the food? No. Should the soap have been with the food? Maybe not, but it's where. Fine. Where would you have put it? Did you have a bag that was exclusively non-food items? Well, sometimes you do, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. I never go on shopping trips that big because mm. I'm a New Yorker. Right. You just have like two bags. <laughs> this is the most you can carry. Two bags. This is like minivan right. shit. Right. Yeah. Load it up. Yeah. Get all those sodas. Maybe because Audra lives... Like in Connecticut or somewhere, doesn't she? She lives outside of the city. Yeah, I think so. So she's probably doing minivan stuff too, you know? Isn't that funny that like my context for being like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't live in the city is because when that there was that big train crash on mm. Metro North a while back, both her and Will were like, oh my God, that's my train line. Oh, and tweeting about it. And I was funny. like, oh, I remember she was tweeting about being in a parking lot somewhere. So that's why I was like... <laughs> This subtle context clues, you guys. Subtle context clues. Audra, people can figure out where you live. Stop tweeting. I mean, we know that you don't live in the city because there's a train and a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't sweat it, girl. You have six Tonys. You're fine. Take as much time as you need to bag those groceries because you know what? Fuck it. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.